0: to another episode of Class email i'm jeff and i'm josh and on this program we host guy and laughing guy our way through your messages ah, 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 ah. and we you said it we fuck you up if you say anything even slightly out of line <laughs> yeah get ready to get <laughs> fucked up emailers uh, this is episode 101 of M Class Email, and I point that out because we do have a few holdover episodes of people congratulating us for 100 episodes. So there oh, is. Oh man, that. you can still suck dick at a 101. Yeah, <laughs> suck them all, baby. <laughs> Yeah, we we just read your emails and we talk about them on the show. It's real relaxed. It's real low-key. It used to just happen at the end of our regular podcast, but we got too many emails for that. It ended up being a a two-and-a-half-hour-long podcast. Yeah. Which some people dig, but I'm not a big fan of. Unless you're going on a road trip to, like, I don't know, Kentucky or something. Why? I don't know. Great question. (laughs) Great question. Our first email... (laughs) Is from Vitizen. I know that guy. AKA Greg. We just got done sucking you off at the end of our other episode. Oh, God. Clean up, clean yourself up, Greg. It's entitled 100 Eps. Woo. Phew! Well, raw hide my bum skin and trap me in a replicator. Them darn Trek Boys are at it again. <laughs> and again. And again. For 100 straight Eps, bringing that good, good content to all your audiophile Trek Boys out there. Yeah. I feel I speak for many when I say this podcast has been a beacon, an inspiration, and a ray of joy to so many as we carry on about our singular but inexplicably integrated existences on this cosmic meatball sphere we call the Earth. Wow, that is too deep for my... I I don't deserve this. Yeah, that is too nice of you. Just kiss me on the lips. (laughs) thank you guys seriously from the bottom of my heart for always showing up, making me laugh making my days a little brighter and supporting the hell out of me in so many ways so many times over you boys are the fucking best and I love you, congrats you two love, Vidizen, aka Greg well the secret Greg is that you are the one who brings people to the show so we should be kissing you on the lips I guess it's the same thing (laughs) the thing is Greg Here's the thing. We love you. Yes. Your your music is amazing. You yourself are an amazing person and uh we love you. So that's why we try and support you, try and get people to go listen to your music and um I just I don't know what we would do without you. I don't know either. Thank you so uh, much for that email. Thank you, Greg. <laughs> We love you. What's that next email, Josh? Is the next email a promotional email? History Channel announces the premiere date of the center seat. This is a promotional email. Holy shit. I, okay, I just, you didn't pay for this, so... You did not pay for this. <laughs> so we are not going to be reading. It's but we love Star Trek, and we love the History Channel, and we would love to say the words you wrote. Yeah, if you would like us to say the words you wrote, Brian Adams... That Brian Adams? Are we talking about the same Brian Adams here? (laughs) I hope so. Uh, Brian Adams of the Nacelle Company, if you actually listen to this podcast, which I highly doubt, and you would like us to read these words and hype up this grand new program, which sounds like it'll be pretty good, then um, send us. Money, <laughs> money, please. <laughs> Thank you. What's our actual next email? Our next email is from uh Commander Honesty Waffle. Hey, and it says email to colon return of the email colon part one. What oh, an epic! Damn, epic, dude. We're in, we're in for a saga. How do you do, fellow Trek kids? This guy fucks Trek, man. He knows. <laughs> First, I want to say that you're doing great. Keep it up, and don't give up. I wasn't going to, but now that you say it, this is, re- this is reminding me of the guy in the uh, the ice cold waters who is clam fishing. Have you ever seen that video? No. It's this is Japanese guy who's standing in these like freezing waters, and he's like, "Hey, you there! Don't give up." Keep trying. Just push a little bit more. Like he's speaking Japanese. Oh, that's he's, nice. He's like doing this big hype up job, and he's like, "And remember." And then in English, he goes, "Never give up." <laughs> that's awesome. It I just really wake up to that every day. <laughs> uh, uh, keep it up and don't give up. I want to say that, but I can't. No, I'm only kidding. Wait, what? What? 100 <laughs> percent true. Wow, that was a roller coaster, man. Damn. M-Class is my favorite, spelled like the British do, podcast. Like, wow. Fancy. And I'm a man who loves podcasts. oh that's sweet. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, is that all I had? Well, just as the leader of the all-women community weight loss group said to the rotund Mexican gentleman who wanted to sign up, No Way Jose. With way spelled like weight. Could you hear the trombone? <laughs> 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 anyway y- young adult novel peyote Ooh, cool. oh cool the leech catcher <laughs> bum, bum, bum. in the future a terrible alien disease has ravaged planet earth its population devastated its people on the brink of extinction but there is hope leeches <laughs> ba, da, ba, ba. damn this is great already in the new alien forest of El Babilum, formerly Philadelphia. Wow. Oh, of cool. course. Only the giant brown leech, Leechus Bragus, can save humanity. <laughs> Just select a few hero. Just to select few heroes are capable of capturing the elusive creatures. This is Dune. <laughs> they are known as leech catchers. In quotes. <laughs> ah. Thank God. Uh, one such leech catcher, the young yet brilliant. Pleb Nob Oh, Jellodong. I think it's Jellodong. <laughs> oh, cool. Let's face her biggest fears and unlock her true potential. Can she track down the Queen of Leeches before humanity faces the bloodening? God, this is the scariest to- movie I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, this is horrifying. Will she be able to bring down the evil totalitarian government that hides humanity's darkest secrets? Helping Plebnob on her journey are Krasnog Gratnilt. Gratnilt. Grat-Nilt. Yeah. And uh, Felodian Booblesponge. <laughs> this is like a God. hitchhiker's guide. This is crazy. <laughs> Krasnog Gratnilt is her best friend. He's a simple country boy who works on the leech train, but he's really handy with a spanner. Felodian is an enigm- enigmatic and handsome leech whisperer, <laughs> this is like crazy good, who is ordered to accompany plebnob by his father, Lord Booble Sponge. Length, 120 minutes, rated PG-13. The end. Dude. Well, you get one fuck in there, so that's Jesus, good. Jesus, I am going to call playing Krasnog Gretnil, please. Uh, yeah, I gotta be I'm, handy with a spanner. I wanna play Lord, I wanna be Lord Booble Sponge, you know? <laughs> Dude sounds rich. There you go. Hope you liked it. Wishing you all the best, guy, the best guys. And as always, I hope you're proud of yourself. <laughs> it's, yeah, that's the one. Gotta go now. Dad's ordered me back to the bridge. Commander Honesty Waffle. USS Nepotism. <laughs> that's, that's clever. I like that. Uh, I feel like there was some sort of a through joke in the leash catcher that I did not get. <laughs> I... I can never be sure. I mean, as you know, we've done a hundred and one of these, so yes. it's really hard. It's really hard for me to remember like anything. My, my brain is fried at this yeah. point. I'm just a I'm just a liquid inside of a somewhat solid vessel. Somewhat solid is how I would describe myself. Yes, yeah. so I'm I'm a I have a raging somewhat solid right now. Uh, our next email, <laughs> and we're gonna go ahead and skip the one after this. By the way. Okay, cool. We're going to yeah. come back to that one. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, our next email is so fucking short. You're getting all the... No, the next one's short, too. Cool. Our next email is from uh, Sebastian, and it's mm-hmm. in, it's entitled No Subject. Wow. What do First minute Minister Shakar and a guitar player have in common? They both love fingering majors. Wow. I'll see myself out. Wow, that's pretty fucking clever. That's pretty good. Do you think he fingered her? Shakar did everything. Shakar was a freak. I think Kira's a freak. You know, for sure. She's a redhead, right? Yes. Yeah, then we're all freaks. You know, freakily. Freakily. <laughs> is a Pablo. Peedie Pablo. <laughs> Petey, uh, Our first Petey Pablo reference. That is not our first Petey Pablo Our re- second Petey Pablo? <laughs> it might be our second, but it's not our first. What's the other one he did? Uh, I don't know. I just, do I've i definitely referenced Freak-A-Leak before on this podcast. Do you want it in your pussy? Do you want it in your ass? Wait, oh my god. <laughs> Shaniqua. Monisha. <laughs> Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Petey Pablo. I hope he's a guest on... One day he should be a guest on M-Class podcast. He's not doing anything else. Fuck it. He'd be like, what is, What are you talking about? <laughs> Star Trek? Yeah. Why am I on this? <laughs> we could talk about other stuff, do too. Do Freak-a-Leak. Like, <laughs> freak-a-leak. <laughs> <laughs> du- hey, Petey, do du- <laughs> freak Do freak a <laughs> Shaniqua. Uh, what's that next email, John? Our next email is from Yakub, mm-hmm. and uh, it's titled, Hello, World. Hello. Uh, Translated from binary by Google Translate. Okay, start. My ID is 101. I am on the USS Motherboard. I am writing to congratulate you on making five episodes of (laughs) M-Class email. (laughs) I am honored, spelled like the British spell it, that this episode has my name. I will listen and... There is an extremely smart joke here, because <laughs> five 100 episodes. is five. Yes, one zero zero is five. Oh my god, that's great. That is clever as fuck. Holy shit! <laughs> here's another. Here's another one. <laughs> oh yeah, the one afterwards. <laughs> our our next email is again from Honesty Waffle. And it's entitled, I Hope You're Proud. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Trek boys, just a quick additional email for you. I feel kind of bad about my episode 100 email where I said, I hope you're proud (laughs) because you're both so nice. You were very charitable in thinking I meant it in a wholesome way, but it was actually supposed to be kind of passive aggressive, (laughs) but not in a nasty way. I guess it was just a little too subtle for an email, especially a first one. Anyway, I'm glad it gave you a laugh. (laughs) Well, gotta go now. Uncle Steve needs my help in engineering. <laughs> Commander Honesty Waffle, USS Nepotism. Can we talk about how, like, of course Uncle Steve is an engineer? Of course. <laughs> yeah, man, we didn't... I didn't think it was... I thought it was a joke. Like, I didn't I think it proud. was, like, you being, like... I hope like, you're proud. Honesty I mean, Waffle. <laughs> I've never been proud a day in my life, so I didn't even, <laughs> It didn't even occur to me that it was, uh. you know... A thing you can prone. do. People are proud of themselves. I don't know. XOXO. <laughs> we are trucking through these. Yeah, we have we have a special surprise at the end here that's gonna take up some time. So that's special good. surprise. Okay, sounds good. What's our next uh, email, Josh? Our next email is from Poppy! Poppy. Uh it's entitled Nog the Prophet. Oh <gasps> Hey Trek Boys. I don't know how to pronounce it either. Oh, that's Sorry. Boyos. 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 That's how I'd say it. Okay. <laughs> uh, you ever think about that one episode of DS9 where Nog was sagely advising Jake how, quote, the Great River provides? And now we're living through societal collapse because that one greatriver.com just provides so much that it keeps grinding the working class into dust because it smashed. Uh, that because it smashed that like and subscribe button on capitalism so hard, me neither. What a ridiculous <laughs> thing to say. Anyway, I hope this'll be late, but happy Halloween, your Trexnesses. Treknesses <laughs> I right, peace, Poppy. This I- this email made me stare off into the middle distance. Yeah. And my brain reset. Because you're right. That one great river yes. has fucked the working class to death. Yeah. Thanks, I'm, Nog. I'm like the the dog in that gif with the cupcakes. I'm just fucking <laughs> like PTS over here, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're right. You're 100% right. Nog uh, was probably not talking about that great river. Um, he didn't know, but maybe they have that, maybe they have greatriver.com on, uh, Ferenginar. Maybe they have, like... It's a fully Ferengi thing to happen. That is such a clever fucking joke. I can't, I just it really can't really is. I can't remember my mind. There have been so... This episode might be short, but it's full of clever ass emails. Uh, you guys wrote in short emails, which, uh, I'm always harping on about. And getting made fun of for yeah. So I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you want me to read this next one? Uh, You know what? Yeah, you go ahead and read this. Because you're one reading as well. another one. Yeah. Okay, this one is from Curicle. Hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. Uh, I'm just doing my best, Lenny and Squiggy. Hello. Hello. <laughs> That guy's dead. Aww. Aww. Fully functional and programmed and programmed in multiple techniques. There's is a typo word. It's, a, or a, it's joke? a double programmed. Programmed and programmed. That's cool. Congratulations on passing 100 episodes of email. That's a big milestone. It is a lot of fucking content. If you, if you want content from us, you've got plenty. Yeah, you do. You fucking do. I've never been big <laughs> on watch lists, okay? However, my kids and I are watching through TNG currently, and I tried to find a watch list that would give a good smattering of season one. I don't necessarily want to slog through the Code of Honor, spelled again like the British, Jesus, and similar <laughs> episodes. Fancy. <laughs> <laughs> Putting U's and shit. But I also didn't want to skip huge chunks of it, since I have a, since I have fond memories of season one. I was four when it first aired. Hey, me too, and watched it with my TOS Trekkie parents, and it was my introduction to Trek. Oh, that's nice. That's awesome. That is cute. That's adorable. I chose to ignore the recommendation of skip the naked now, and while I was che- and while it was cheesy and not peak Trek, I enjoyed being able to laugh at the cheese. My son, whose favorite character is Data, yeah. Got a kick out of the cheesy acting, and we both cracked up over Data's fully functional scene. <laughs> Your son understood Data's fully functional. Scene? That's awesome, <laughs> dude. That's how you—that's how you give him the talk. You just that's show great. Him, you just show him fucking what is, the name. What does Data now. mean by that? Well, son, when a, when a lady gets real horny and when an androids are <laughs> around, when a mommy and a daddy and one of them is an android want to get real sopping wet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Now I'm wondering, should I skip the skippable episodes, or is it worth dragging through season one, as it will make season two plus even better by comparison? Uh, I would watch through it. I mean, you've already skipped Code of Honor, which is good. I think skipping Code of Honor is the only one that's like a must. Yeah, I wouldn't... yeah (laughs) did we do that on the show we did didn't we we did code of honor it's like it was like episode fucking 20 or something it was so early yeah yeah i would watch through it just yeah i mean i think the end of season one sucks but whatever Mm. season two gets good is the end of season one the one with the ants yeah, they bite. They bite Riker, right? Is that the ants? No, what the the ants that take over Starfleet and they live oh. in that guy's stomach and they explode him? Yeah, At the, end the of season one or season two? That's w- season one, I think. That's good. <laughs> that's, that's just good. <laughs> that thing I just described. That's good. That's really good. <laughs> You have both alluded to a watch list that you recommend. I'd be interested in checking it out and hearing your thoughts on skipping through another through uh, skipping around through TNG. Eat live pray, like the bird of prey. <laughs> live long and havan havanagila. <laughs> Hava a <have on> nagila. <laughs> Uh, that's, that's probably, great. that's probably offensive um no it's fine I think it's that's a song we're just singing the song <laughs> I a non-jewish person think it's fine <laughs> um I don't I don't think I've alluded to a watch list because I've never used one yeah I think Paul I've, I've alluded one. to using watch lists like if you don't want to go through every episode yeah but I've never I've never found one that worked for me because I mostly just watched through all of them. That's the thing about watch lists in my opinion is like a lot of this stuff is like so personal not not like personal but like like everyone has their own like quirky episodes that they like and like yeah. if we made one I'm sure we'd have episodes on on ours that didn't match each other's even right oh Cause, yeah cause I I'd was thinking like, about that like we, if we were gonna make like an M class approved watch list yeah. we'd have to sit down and do it together because there's no way our watch list would line up and it would be long it, our watch list would be longer than most I think oh yeah it would include most episodes I think there would just be one or two missing from here or there like yeah. three or four from here or there yeah, I think I think we it would be tough to, like, parse those out. I don't know. I think I would also... The only way I would be able to make a competent watch list for any series is if uh, we got to the point where we'd watched all of the episodes for the show. Yeah. Of a series. Then I would be able to be like, Okay, they're all sort of fresh in my mind now, and I can make that decision. Yeah, it would be tough to. You'd have to watch them all. Yeah, yeah, and then do it, which would take forever. It's and then uh, we'd have to like make ourselves watch, like do homework, and then yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's enough sort of extra work for the podcast. Like, I keep uh, a running list of every episode we've covered, like separated by series. I like there's the all the extra shit we do for the. Patreon, there's all the art that gets made. Like, um, there's enough extra work, I think. Yeah. Also, I have to wax my balls before each episode. Yeah, it's necessary. It's absolutely necessary. If we, if I don't, the podcast just doesn't run straight. You know, it just <laughs> I don't know why it just doesn't work. It just doesn't feel right. Um, although I don't know, uh, an M-class watch list does sound fun to do eventually. Yeah, we could do that, but I again, it, it I, I it would be t- I think ours would be longer than most. And at that point, honestly, I would just say watch through it because I think you really ought to just watch through it once anyway. Even if you like slog through season 1, it's I yeah. think it's worth it. I mean, like in your situation where like you and your son are both already like enjoying the show, and you're, yeah. wa- you're like you're watching through these episodes that like you can laugh at and still get some enjoyment out of. Mm-hmm. That's perfect for you to just watch the whole series. When it comes to someone who's trying to get into Star Trek, yeah, I would probably just tell them to start at season three and go back and watch the first two seasons later. Yeah, because there's there's a whole lot of like Garrett Wang syndrome. Where you end up watching Code of Honor every time you turn it on and it's garbage and you think that's what Star Trek is. Yeah, you don't want to, like, like ruin it for yourself before you even start, right? Yeah. Uh, but that's sort of like a different situation than Curicle's in. I think you're safe to just watch through the whole series at this point. Especially since you already skipped uh, Code of Honor. Yeah. Code of Honor? More like Code of... Dishonor because that episode is racist. (laughs) He's not wrong, folks. (laughs) You know? Thanks for that email, Curicle. That was a good email, yeah. Our last email from the evening is a great big surprise email because it's from Rich Masters. Oh my God, it wasn't a surprise to me because I can look at the emails. But (laughs) Shut up. It's a surprise to everyone. (laughs) Rich Masters. It's entitled Salutations. Wow, so proper. Hey, you guys. Hi. Long time no story. Since I stupidly missed the centennial episode, I thought I'd send you a line to say, well done on a great achievement of being funny on 100 separate occasions. Kudos to you. Oh man, if only I was ever funny on 100 separate occasions. I think I've only been funny on like five different occasions. I think if you really average out the episodes of M Class Email, that we've been funny on probably about 75 separate occasions. <laughs> Some of those are taking place like in the same episode, so yeah. you gotta figure there's um, probably like 25 good episodes of E-Man's. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> I thought I'd celebrate such an achievement with making with making you read for a long time. Have fun, kisses. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, here's a story. Hell yeah. A Maquis shuttle bursts through the fog of the Badlands. Jeff, hates pursued it. <laughs> by a galar class vessel, Dorvan. Whoa. Captain Lon Suter and his What's second Lan in command. What's Lon Suter doing? Lon Suter's the captain. Oh my Wait, god! Is he dead? Captain Lon Suter and his second in command, Lieutenant Seska, hope to reach the dense gases before the Cardassians can grab them and oh imprison them. Oh no! Their crew. I know what this is. Yeah, the Cardassians fire on the small vessel, but the maneuverable ship easily dodges. Easily dodges it in the interference of the Badlands on the Cardassian ship. Gul Chil Kote is pissed. What? He's been chasing these Maquis rats for weeks. The vessel gets into firing range, but instead stops the Maquis ship with a tractor beam. Just as he's going to issue the order to beam the crew to the brig, a subspace anomaly opens up and another small, unknown-to-us vessel comes through the wormhole. A Cardassian Glen tells Gul Kote... That they're receiving a hail. And on screen, up pops a more grizzled, more desperate version of Neelix. Whoa. Could not imagine this. His vessel is on the verge of exploding, comm panels fizzing all around him. Please, I have to get in touch with Starfleet. Do you know them? Oh yes, Koday sneers. I know them. What? Title, Pilgrimage. What? 48 hours later. Damn. The sun bakes the ground of a penal colony on Mars, and while his colleagues break the Martian soil with futuristic tech, Nicholas Locarno tries to stamp a shovel further into the ground, only for the handle to snap in his hands. He curses. He probably says, like, golly gee, because he's a dork. Well, he's Nicholas Locarno, so he says, fuck, shit ass. He says, fuck, I'm glad I killed that kid. I'm a murderer." murderer. They said you were stubborn, Mr. Locarno. A voice taunts him. I see they were right. Damn. Locarno spins to confront today's attacker, only to stop as he sees the Starfleet captain in front of him. Captain Catherine Janeway introduces herself and offers him an opportunity. A fleet of Cardassian warships have assembled in the Badlands, and a number of other interested parties have mobilized ships to puff their chests out. Mm -hmm. An increased Cardassian presence in the sector could be a prelude to war. Mm Mm-hmm. She needs someone to pilot a new experimental exploration vessel called the USS Voyager to hold off encroachers until the Federation can defend the Badlands and stop the network falling into enemy hands. If he comes with her and serves her for six months, his sentence will be null and void. Seems like a good deal. What could go wrong? Take it. Why me, is Locarno's obvious reply. You got a soft spot for criminals? Yeah, they make me wet, she says. Janeway uh, mounts him. Oh no, I'm stuck in the warp core. <laughs> Janeway tells the young prisoner that the situation can get a little difficult, and that she needs a great pilot who isn't afraid to bend Starfleet rules when given the order to. Locarno thinks for a second, and recognizes her name. Janeway, you're the disgraced commander of Dorvan Five. What? Annoyed at the reminder, Janeway explains that the distinction alters depending on who you talk to. To some, she's the hero that saved three hundred souls. To others, she's a monster that sabotaged a weapons plant to kill a two hundred strong squadron of invading Cardassians. Oh well. <laughs> she pointedly <laughs> remarks that when you've taken a life, all you can do is hope to make better choices the next time an opportunity comes along. That's wise. Lacorn Lacorno Lacarno agrees to the offer, telling her he'll break the rules only so long as they don't cause any more deaths. Oh, now he's fucking... Uh, now he's on his... Hu- I only killed one kid. You killed 200? I only killed one child. One child equals, like, five normal people, so... <laughs> <laughs> on the Klingon vessel DeCrell, Captain Miral calls her engineer into the ready room. She is angry that the Decrell's primary weapon, weapons have not been upgraded as promised. They will arrive in the Badlands in four hours, and they need to make sure that they're ready to fight the Galar-class vessels assembled there. The Engineer snaps back that her team are working around the clock, and that if Miral was a better captain, she would appreciate that. Damn, this is getting hot. Miral stands, pulling her blade. Is that a challenge? Yes! The engineer thinks about it, but backs down. Of course not. The captain is appeased and asks how long the ship can compete and asks how the ship can compete with the Cardassian ships. The engineer quips that maybe they might have a chance if the Cardassians only sent a civilian fleet. <laughs> Moral dismisses her tetchily. tetchily. Tetchily? What is that? This is why reading is important. This tetchily. is a, this is a British term, isn't it? Uh in a way that shows you get angry or annoyed easily. Oh okay. He tetchily dismissed the claim. Wow. Maral did dismiss her tetchily. Tetchily. I'm not gonna like I learned the new word. Yeah, yeah. Maral dismisses her tetchily, then calls after her. Don't think that because your daughter you're my daughter you'll get a free ride. Oh on the ship I'm your captain, not your mother, Belana. Ah! Not only on this ship, Captain, B'Elanna quips back before leaving. Damn. Damn, dog. This is I knew Marol sounded familiar. I knew there was yeah, a I reason was, I, why I could yeah. pronounce it when I looked at it. Yeah. Yeah. Janeway is in space dock, overlooking the last checks on the sleek USS Voyager. She's smiling until she sees Tuvok arrive behind her in the reflection of the window. She says he must think her foolish to be attached emotionally to her new mission. On the contrary, Captain, given how close you came to losing your career altogether, I imagine this new commission must provoke some relief. It should annoy Janeway, but it doesn't. She tells Tuvok that she's surprised at his understanding, given he was the Starfleet intelligence officer that investigated her actions on Dorvan V and recommended she be dismissed. Tuvok Damn. tells her that the case is long over for him. And ask why she asked for him to be her first officer on this mission. Why else, Mr. Tubok, says Janeway, to keep me honest. This is already better than Voyager. This is so fucking good. I see where this is going and I love every fucking second of it. On the Romulan Warbird Tarix, Centurion Harakim. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing is in the captain's chair watching over the night shift as the ship warps in cloak towards the badlands his superior commander braylon enters the bridge and asks for a status report the centurion is bored and yearns for actions but his co warns of temperance to yearn for battle is to invite mistakes to yearn for peace is to surround yourself with serenity Hmm. harakim is stunned and tells his commander that that is not what he expected from a war hero. The sentiment sounded like something that a Vulcan would say. A hush descends oh, on the shit. bridge, the Terex's crew expecting the young Centurion to receive a dressing down, but the old warhorse just smiled. We don't have to be what they expect us to be, Herakim, he says loudly enough that they can all hear. We're not here to conquer, we're here to observe, to watch, to understand. The hunting bird has talons, but its eyes are its keener weapon. Damn! We fight when we must, not to prove our might. The tighter the Empire clutches, the more pain our people feel. Harakim nods and takes his station, but a few of the other bridge officers share glances. Like, I want to fuck the commander! commander's dopest well no they're like the commander sounds like a vulcan blah, 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 blah. Uh, filthy green blood wait we also have green fuck i don't know uh, who gonna be racist to anymore <laughs> how can i be racist to them uh, <laughs> filthy smooth foreheads Goddamn sexy Vulcans. <laughs> <laughs> neelix is dragged down to a prison cell in the dwarven and hurled inside he pleads again to speak to starfleet but they just laugh and leave him in the dark from the next cell, Lon suitor tells Neelix that after two days of interrogation, he should have realized he won't get much help from the Cardassians. Seska turns up the light in the cell block. She's used her earring to jimmy open an electrical panel and is manipulating the lights. In the other cells, an entire Maquis crew sit, waiting. Neelix is confused. He says he came here from the Delta Quadrant to ask for help from Starfleet because his people are in trouble. Suter says he never found Starfleet too helpful either, but the Maquis can definitely assist. How? asks Neelix. Suter gives Seska a nod, and she plays with the electrical panel to remove the force fields before turning them back on again. We'll help you get out, Suter says. We're just waiting on the right opportunity. Oh shit. Red alert sounds on the Cardassian vessel, and the ship lurches forward, jostling the prisoners. Oh my god. Voyager is cruising along on its way to the Badlands, but Janeway is making her tours of the ship. Sickbay is ready, but their CMO isn't ready to rendezvous due to a delay with the ship that we're transferring from. Janeway's told by the emergency medical hologram that there's no need to worry. He can easy, easily fill in in the shor- short term and be relieved when the new CMO comes aboard. Janeway instantly takes a liking to the hologram's can-do attitude and agrees. Oh, that's going to come to an end. <laughs> Tactical and engineering visits are done, so she steps off the turbo lift and onto the bridge for the first time. Tuvok stands and informs everyone, "Captain on the bridge." Janeway hates the pomp, takes her chair, and asks Mr. locarno how she is handling. locarno states the ship is a dream. He's just been careful to avoid stellar matters and debris. Janeway makes a snarky comment that Voyager is not a stunt shuttle. To which Lakarno goes to react before catching himself and returning his attention to the console with a deep breath. <laughs> Tuvok asks if that comment was necessary. <laughs> Janeway calls Tuvok into a ready room that informs him that she's noticed Voyager has made 15 unnecessary course corrections in three hours. Mr. Lakarno is being overly cautious. Tuvok nods. Lakarno is second-guessing himself and they can't have that when they confront the other ships in the Badlands. Also, he did a fucking space donut, and it was sick, but I don't wanna tell him that. <laughs> it was sick as fuck, but I'm not telling him. He's gonna keep doing it. Tuvok asks if this unorthodox style of leadership is to be expected on this assignment, to which Janeway replies, You heard the accounts at my tribunal, Tuvok. You tell me. Lakarno calls over the intercom. They're five minutes from the Badlands. Yeah, but when does Harry Kim buy those fucking crystals? Never, because he's a fucking Rami. He's a Rami, <laughs> a Kami <commie> Rami. <laughs> On the Dacrel, Captain Moral orders a dead stop as the ship arrives at the wormholes. Bolana stands from her engineering station and gasps at the screen. Through the view screen, the wormhole is still there, spinning, but there are no Cardassian ships anywhere. Only debris from multiple Cardassian vessels. Bolana asks the captain if she can beam part of the debris to engineering. Just to take a look, Moral reluctantly gives the order, annoyed there's no chance for battle. Damn. As Balana leaves the bridge, the war bur- the warbird Terex decloaks, and the Klingon vessel raises shields. On the Terex, Herakim offers to charge weapons, but Commander Braylim orders that shields just be put up for now and to scan the debris field. Mm-hmm. B'Elanna scans the wreckage beamed over and determines the damage isn't from weapons or accidental explosion. It's from shearing effects. She rushes to the com panel to call the bridge, but feels the shudder of photons being fired. Bolana calls the bridge, but her mother blocks the calls, her focus on battle. Oh, shit. She's gonna regret that, probably. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, two yeah. torpedoes hit the Terex, and commander Braylon asks if the Klingon ship has responded to hails when the answer comes back a resounding no Harakim asks if they should fire other suspicious officers on standby while they wait for an answer Braylon sighs and nods as the ships exchange fire the USS Voyager enters through the clouds oh shit Both ships immediately turn on the Starfleet vessel, surprised by its sudden appearance, and Voyager does not respond quickly enough. Way to go, dummies. Janeway orders shields up, but weapons are offline and there's major damage throughout the ship. She orders sending hails to the other two ships, but there's no reply. Braylon orders Terex to respond to Starfleet vessel hails, much to the irritation of his senior staff, but Harrickam announces their comms are down. Braylon orders a ceasing of fire, but his crew refuses to follow the orders of an over-the-hill coward. What? Braylon tries to force the issue, but is shot in the stomach by his XO. Fucking shit! In turn, Harakim disintegrates the XO, holding his disruptor nervously on the rest of the crew. What? He props Braylon back in his chair and calls a doctor to the bridge. We fight When we must, whispers Braylam. Herakim smiles. Eyes are the keener weapon, but ears are the most useful one. Whoa. Braylam gives his ceasefire order again. This time, the crew comply. Damn. Belana marches onto the bridge and confronts her mother, mother, who will not listen, and expels her from the bridge, backhanding her across the face for her betrayal. Moral remarks she hoped the human side could be burned from you. You're the one who fucked one. Yeah, gross ass. (laughs) Human gross. I would never fuck a human. A distraught, then angry B'Elanna heads to the tactical room and sabotages the bird of prey's weapons, enforcing a cessation of hostilities. Damn. She then sets up a secure comms channel to the other two ships, ensuring everyone on the Klingon ship can hear too. She tells both ships that the Cardassian ships were pulled through the wormhole, some destroyed as they tried in vain to fight the effects. They need to get out of there quickly before the Singularity pulses again and pulls them in in less than a minute. Well, that's not very much time. Moral is furious, but orders the Warbird away from the wormhole, only to find that the ship has been so damaged that half impulse is all they can muster. That's a bad rating. Janeway orders the uh, orders the ship away, but realizes the Terex is not moving. It's dead in space. That would, though, it would mean the ship does not clear the anomaly in time, as Mister Tuvok reminds her. Janeway insists they tractor the Terex out of the Badlands. She nudges LaCarna on the shoulder. Lives to save, right, Mister LaCarna? Oh man, this is great. It looks as though all three ships might reach a safe distance, but the wormhole pulses with an eerie green tinge and pulls the ships backwards. Voyager and the D'Krell both try to pull away, but Bellana tells them it's absolutely no use. Janeway can see it's true and orders Voyager to stop, but the D'Krell continues to try and go forward, its hull almost buckling under the pressure. Thankfully, the Klingon vessel isn't going fast enough, so doesn't destroy itself and is pulled into the wormhole with the other two ships, all three suffering major damage. Well, my god. When Voyager gets lights back, Janeway immediately calls for a status update, but sensors and main power are down. Many of the bridge crew are dead. They're receiving a hail, and Tuvok rushes to the engineering station to push aside the dead Starfleet officer and check what is working. While Locarno and Janeway check and see if any of the other crew are still alive, Tuvok informs Janeway he's been able to get comms and the viewscreen back up. The viewscreen is activated and there in front of Voyager are six ships. The Dekrell and the Terex, The Cardassian Dorvan. The Maquis ship. A giant Talazian colony ship and a damaged Borg cube. Oh my god, we're already starting off with her. The hail, Tuvok says. It's from the Borg cube. Janeway straightens her uniform, gets into her chair, and tells Locarno to help Tuvok get the shields and weapons back online. She accepts the hail, and on the screen, a drone, seven of nine, appears. But when she talks, she talks alone. No collective voice. She is bleeding and badly damaged. We are the Borg. You will help us, or you will all be assimilated. Oh man. To be continued. Oh this is this is great. This This is is fucking fucking great. Incredible, man. (laughs) Why isn't this the show? Rich pops back in. Yeah, I did a Voyager rewrite. Damn. Chakotay as a devious Cardi, yep. Tuvok as Starfleet intelligence, Harry Kim as an at odds with his culture Romulan, B'Elanna Torres a half Klingon looking for a mother figure, Neelix as redacted for spoilers, <laughs> Janeway as an established rebel, Paris as someone with history and a shady past, Seven and the Doc as Seven and the Doc, <laughs> and Kes as nothing. <laughs> I thought I could make it better. Part two incoming. Well, love you, you both. You're old pal Rich. Rich, you made it way better. And I God. love that they're all sort of rebels. Like they're they're all rebellious, right, in their own culture. That's, that's it's that's amazing, genius. man. It's genius. You're a fucking genius. I am so fucking excited for the next part of this. Holy shit. I didn't think it could get better and then you pull this shit on us? Man. <laughs> I never would have thought, like... Because last time, when uh, Rich was thinking about what he was going to be doing... Yeah. After he finished his Picard rewrite... Yeah. He was thinking about doing a Deep Space Nine continuation. Yeah, he did some of those. We got a little bit of that. And he... Uh, he, he wasn't sure where he was going afterwards. I never would have guessed a total rewrite of Voyager. That's amazing. I mean, it's already way better than any episode of that show ever. Yeah, dude, so. I would be on the edge. I am on the edge of my seat, by the way, but if this was on TV, I would be on the edge of my seat. Like, you can hear in my voice as I'm reading it. I, I was, was trying not to read ahead. I was like, stop reading ahead. <laughs> I was like, stop, <laughs> stop it. Stop it. <laughs> that Rich, was an you outdone was a yourself. Weird. I want to live in that universe where that's the show. God damn, that's so cool. I don't know if I'll ever not chuckle at Harakim. Is a yeah. name. Harakim's <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> Chelcote is really good. Chelcote is also another one like, <laughs> I mean on on one hand, uh Voyager could have been a million times better in a million different ways, but like This is so specifically, like, right up my alley with all these, like, outsiders and rebels having to be forced together to work together. It hits the point that Voyager sort of was trying to hit, but never did, where it's, like, you're gonna have all these crews, like, working, having to work together, right? Maybe they'll keep the ships or maybe they won't, right? But I, I gotta tell you, I'm hopeful, and even if it doesn't happen, I'll be fine with it, but I'm really hopeful for, like... Captain Lawn suitor Yeah. Is he gonna like be a secret psychopath? Yeah, he's like gonna yeah. be like losing his grip on reality as he's trying to like control his ship and the people on it and everything. Yeah. Damn. Ah, it's gonna be so fucking cool regardless. No matter where we go, it's gonna be so cool. Hit the next cool. episode. I want to watch. Hit, let's let's skip, it, skip skip intro. Skip intro next episode. <laughs> Oh no! It's not on Netflix. It's on a one of the channels that only put out one at a time. No, fuck you, Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> See, I told you guys that yeah. we had a big secret email that was going to be great. That was worth that was worth the the wait. I would say, absolutely. I mean, thanks. For- that was sort of the big fun. Nugget in the middle of M class emails for so long was the rich master story. Yeah, I don't, I saw I don't that know he, if I do them justice. I think them. you do, I think you're great, and I love both of you. Oh, well, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't know if I'm the reading audiobooks guy or not, but you're uh, better than, than most people. You could, I'd read an audio, I'd uh, listen to an audiobook that you read. I've thought about doing that on my Patreon. Is like uh, writing like little mystery stories and uh, doing audiobook versions of them. Yeah, man, that'd be pretty fun. You mean Enigma Tales? Enigma Tales, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, I'm excited as for this next email, dude. Like, I know we have to wait two weeks for it, but like, I might sneak in and read it whenever. You know what's it shows great up. though? Like, it's like Christmas. Like, I will forget about it because I'll have like a million other things I'll be doing, right? So in two weeks, I'll be like, oh right, Rich's story's coming up, and I'll get excited like oh, Christmas. Man. Absolutely. There's so many like things that I'm really interested in, like how they're gonna go, like. As soon as Neelix showed up and said, I'm looking for Starfleet, I was like, how does he know about Starfleet? Right. Like, is this, like, a different universe? or is, is, this... is Neelix, like, a secret bad guy? I don't know. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm very excited. Is he from the future? Is he a time traveler? He's grizzled in this one, which is hard to picture. But Is he flying that weird ship that they get in Enterprise that is bigger on the inside, the TARDIS? the TARDIS <laughs> dude fucking thank you Rich thank you to everybody who wrote in today actually we appreciate every yeah. single one except for the um dude who tried to send us an advertisement without paying you, you gotta to pay, pay. <laughs> you're not special just because you're actually working with Star Trek actually if you send us wine we'll show for you as well oh yeah I'll drink that I'll, we've done I'll, that before Yeah, or pickles. pickles do they indeed. make Star Trek pickles if you send if you send us like Blu-rays of this thing you want us to shill, we will shill it for you. Yeah, you gotta. It's a it's a, a give and take. It's like a symbiosis, right? Uh, it's like a parasite. Really. Are we the parasite? <laughs> We're the parasite. That's sort of a, well, from the parasite's point of view, it's symbiosis. Yeah, from the parasite's point of view, it's all gravy, baby. In my opinion, the Jedi are evil. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, There's evidence for that. Um, (laughs) They're pretty dumb at the end, that's for sure. Yeah, they're dumb. And they're also really repressive. They start doing some dumb shit. They get killed by stormtroopers. How difficult is that? Yeah. Anyway... (laughs) Thank you, everybody who wrote in. We appreciated it so much. If you want to get in on the action, you can send us an email at mclassemail at gmail.com, singular since the day it was made. (laughs) Never once been plural, ever. Never. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter, at We We post the funnies, and we retweet all types of cool Star Trek junk. If you use Spotify or iTunes, you could leave a review on those things, or wherever you listen to the show. It helps us. It's been uh, several months since we got our last review. It's been uh, one week since you're looking at me. (laughs) Remember the 90s? (laughs) What was up with all the 90s? Remember those shows? Yeah, yeah. On VH1. I love the 90s. Oh, man. Fucking Legos. What a dork-ass toy. Everyone's just fucking ragging on shit. Can't believe there was a cartoon for Mr. T. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be an irrelevant comedian next year. <laughs> yeah, Mr. T, who, like, if you say Mr. T to anyone on earth, they know who you're talking about. But yes, it's crazy that he had a cartoon. <laughs> this hyper famous actor from the 80s. Yeah, crazy. Look, if you love our program, if you love Mr. T. <laughs> Head on over to Patreon.com/MClassPodcast, slash or for as little as one dollar a month, you get a—you could have got this a whole week earlier. You could have been around the water cooler. They're all talking about the new Rich Masters tale, yeah, and you're like, "Oh my god, I didn't even know Rich Masters was back." Because you're a week behind, you <laughs> fucking dork, you dorkus. <laughs> What are you going to talk about around the water cooler? Business? Yeah. You know, will hate that. TPS. Business is for away from the water cooler. Yeah, fucking, you're not some corporate shill. Talk about fucking rich masters on company time, you fucking <laughs> nerd. <laughs> you gotta. You gotta. Time theft to that Patreon. shit. Overthrow our oppressors. Let's go working class. Throw off your chains, brothers and sisters. Throw off your chains and whip the face of your CEO with the chain. Destroy the oligarchy. Talk about rich masters around the water cooler. Fuck the police. A cab. <laughs> Head on over to Patreon.com/slash/MClassPodcast where for as little as a dollar a month, a cab. <laughs> You get access to a patron Discord full of your fellow Trek boys. You get access to behind-the-scenes blogs, wallpapers, all types of dope shit for a little bit more money. Whole new podcasts, like Jeff and Josh shoot the shit and M Classic, etc. Where uh, when this, the day this comes out, the final installment of Trek Your Own Trek Venture, a choose-your-path book uh, audio uh role play i don't know mm, quest venture audio. <laughs> that we're doing um i'm reading a pick a path book uh interactive fiction book and josh is playing uh making all the decisions playing the role of our hero ensign ricky as he goes through three oh amazing oh god adventures. it's me ricky <laughs> oh god hopefully there's no oatmeal <laughs> oh my god so much oatmeal uh, if you want to know what the fuck we're talking about, head on over to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody who wrote in, everybody who listened, and we'll be back in another week with more M-Class goodness. So bye-bye. Bye, nerds. Dorks. It's been a long week Since the last email It's been a long time since that last rich master's tale Pitch it or ditches From Boston Sean I need to catch my fix Of Jeff's table reads In a silly voice And Josh talking about dicks On Class email I swear there's never An S in M-class. Email, it's email always been, been singular. singular. That's Empress Email. Don't you settle for nothing less than it's back without fail It's Empress. It's Empress. It's Email.